get Sean Road. Sean Road, because uh, I know we have the preamble, but I, I want to get straight into this, so hold on. Hello and welcome back to the In Around Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will Hunt, and joining me this week, like every week, is Mike Breslin and Ross Bird. Now, we've flown through that, and we will get back to the preamble, just to say this. I've seen a lot of people talking about Thiago, wonderful footballer, amazing footballer, and then I saw a take... And I hate to be Dave, who is not here, and we'll get into the reasons why in a bit. But this person on Twitter, who is a Liverpool fan, said that Fabregas had had a disastrous Champions League career and that Thiago was twice the player. Now, I I feel a little weird comparing them, given that um, Fabregas is a master of the final ball and Thiago couldn't find the final ball if it hit him in the face. But I'm... That, to me, is a ludicrous statement. And I just wanted your take. Is it a ludicrous statement to suggest that Thiago right now is a better player than Fabregas ever was? Yes, ludicrous. It seems like a ludicrous statement. <clears throat> because, and, and the, you know, the absolute best thing about this, he tweeted this out in the middle of a Merseyside derby. <laughs> no, but that's how... That's what that is, is how unworried oh. Liverpool fans are about Everton. Yeah, that is true. That's that is that true. Is. He doesn't that even have to think about the game in front of him. Yeah. Um, Fabregas apparently um, injured himself at the weekend and the suggestions that that's the end of his career. He's going to end it at Monaco. Um, I just think Fabregas, already there's been a little bit of forgetting about Fabregas. He didn't win a Champions League, did he? No, runner-up no, once did. with Arsenal. And that, that was great. How has Fabregas not won a Champions League? How was he not runner-up with Barca? How did they not get to the final when he was there? Well, Thiago's won one, I believe, with Bayern Munich, hasn't Bayern. he? Uh, I'll double-check it. I'm just checking. He must have been there when he when they won it. Yeah, yeah, he won. He won the Champions League. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest that Fabregas isn't too bothered while he sat there flexing his World Cup. He's won it twice, actually. Once with Barca, once with Bayern. Oh, I'm not counting the one with Barca. That's like when people ask me to count Messi's 2006 Champions League. I'm like, give over. Give over. Yeah, he won it. He was there. Yeah, but like, that's like that's like me going, oh, Joseph, you, you Joseph and Fink that, were a big player for the 2012 win. You could use that with Ar- Arsenal in 05, because he could have won that one. Would no, you but you actually have to win this one. Yeah, I know, but if we had won... Would you, you be ruling that one out? At least Barcelona won the thing in that year. Rock if you're going to rule it out because he didn't play much. Yeah, I would. Yeah, we're not we're not giving him one because he came second. No, no, what, I don't know that. I'm just saying. What I'm saying is, yeah, yeah, you've won it, but it's like um, it's like well, technic- technically cares? Jamal Blackman's yeah. a Champions League winner, but he's not really, yeah, he is, is he? But he is. But he's, he's not. But he is. He got Does a he have a medal? If, if I, think, I think if, it's, if he's got a medal, then he, he's a winner. He doesn't have, he doesn't have a medal. But he was in yeah, the well, squad. Hold on. Is Ross Turnbull, who played no Champions League games Look, for Chelsea, if he's got a, a Champions medal, League winner? Then he's a winner. Okay. Yeah, but we're not using yeah. it. You can't yeah, use a medal. I like think that. that's the only way to do it. You can't use a medal like that in a debate about top players, though. Well, no, but he's not a top player, is he? Who, no, but going back, going back to the Thiago... Fabregas thing. You can't use Thiago's Barcelona. Oh, yeah, as a Jamal Blackman, no medal. Ross Turnbull, a medal. That is 
Ross Turbo. Good lord. A two-time FA Cup winner, one Champions League and one Europa League, and one Middlesbrough Young Player of the Year in 07, 08. That's so. the big award. You see, I'll, I'll count that for him. <laughs> um, right. Now we've fully uh, exhausted the uh, the realms of the Thiago fabric. They don't even play the same position. Like I don't understand That's why. That's the best part about these comparisons. Uh, like, like I, I get they play. They both play central midfield, but. And Fabregas did play a bit deeper towards the back part of his career. But we're talking about maybe the greatest assist that the Premier League's ever seen in Cesc Fabregas. Now, I know Ryan Giggs holds the record, but he played 94 years. And quite frankly, as we've detailed on this podcast, he's um, a scumbag. So I don't really want to reference him. But in terms of numbers, Fabregas has got to be up there. He was the best and, assist in the Premier League. But yeah, how about that? And I guess well, he was... Yeah. I always go back to that Schurler assist. That was an absolutely disgusting pass. Oh, my word. That was at Burnley, wasn't it? I think it it was, was, yeah. Remaining Premier League Burnley. Mm -hmm. Mike is desperate for us to get onto the normal football. Yeah, I cannot let this go. I just like, if you want to compare Thiago and Jorginho, I'm on board. Let's do that all day. And I'll tell you what, Thiago wins, but you can't compare. It's, It's like me sitting there going, oh, yeah, let's compare Gareth Barry and Yaya Torre. Two different players who do different games. I mean, Gareth Barry better, but there we are. <laughs> um, Ross Turnbull, we, o- over under 150 career ap- appearances. I know oh, the under. answer, so I've just said it. Yeah, under. it was under, isn't it? Yeah. Is it 148? He played, he was Gareth on Chelsea's bench. He was on Chelsea's bench for years, mate. And the first thing I used to do whenever I took over them on any game was release him. I always seven, thought like he had played more before he ended up at Chelsea, but no. No. One year started at Barnsley and one at Crewe on loan. But Chelsea, I mean, after him, they had, um, they've always had pretty good backup keepers. I mean, when they got Petacek, they moved on to, they had Kudicini as a backup briefly. And then they had sort of had Turnbull for a while. And then they had um, Rob Green, Willie Caballero, big Willie. <laughs> Um, now they've got Kepper, who is flawed, but better than, better than most backups. Better to be than fair. Most They've done yeah. well there. Not done well anywhere else, but there we are. Um, Career Chelsea appearances, Mark Schwarzer. I forgot about Schwarzer. <laughs> you see, he played for a bit of it. You know, this they started. Is a, this is a good one. Fun fact about Mark Schwarzer: we started him in the Champions League semi-final. Did you oh, win it? I let go Madrid. Uh, I think it was nil-nil. And then there you go. Did the job. <coughs> banked at home. Because Mourinho played Aspilicueta at left attack in midfield. Because <laughs> he was worried about, uh, I don't know, like, Juan Fran. It was ridiculous. Juan Fran. Uh, uh, I would say he probably played about... 10. 30. In Premier League. I've just got Chelsea between the years of 13 and 15. Ten. Uh, just Premier League, then I'd say twenty. He apparently played four games. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. True. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's let's move on. Dave not here because, as we detailed on the podcast last week, um, he's in Amsterdam, looked over into a river because there's lots of them in Amsterdam. Two snakes out of the water into his eyes. Now he's recovering, but um. Currently, he's only got the sight back in one eye, so he is back reading Twitter. So if you see any terrible takes on Twitter, please send them his way. Um, speaking of terrible, 
let's talk about the Merseyside derby. Um, and I want to start with a simple question. Since when did Sky Sports bring fan zone back? <laughs> That's good. They've got to get him off commentary. He's bad, isn't he? He really is bad. The Riga statue, no? Oh, for God. Like, I understand. I understand that it's very difficult for fans to contain themselves. But I just, I, I don't think he should be allowed to do commentary. I think he should be in the studio, but I don't think he should be allowed to do commentary on Liverpool games because it's interesting because a lot of people said that about Neville, didn't they, to begin with? Yeah. Well, I, I think Neville sometimes forgets. Sometimes if he's doing a United game, he gets too carried away with the problems of United as opposed to what's the, good about the other team. Good about the other team. But I would yeah. say he's a marked improvement over Carragher. But the reason the reason I bring this up is uh, a few weeks ago, Jamie Carragher was lauding Simeone and was saying, I'd like to see Simeone in the league because it's a bit different. It's a bit grotty. It's a different way of playing. And then Everton turn up. Frank Lampard, Everton, apologies. And they're grotty, grimy. And they um, they don't really do anything. And he had a massive problem with it. Um, what did you two make of the game? I mean, it wasn't a great game, but it is inter- It was interesting almost to see Everton play that way, which is probably the only way they were ever going to get something out of that game. Uh, and Liverpool try and break it down. And in fairness, for for spells they were getting frustrated and struggling a bit. Uh, it is hilarious. I think Everton's possession was the second lowest all time in the Prem. So 84, 85% for Liverpool, wasn't it? Yeah, 17.6% possession. Oh, that's sensational. And at, at one point in the first half, I think it was, they had a pass accuracy. I don't know what it finished as, but they had a pass accuracy of 48%. I think that was the worst. end of the first half, yeah. It was worse first half. time worst in the Premier League. Oh, that is sensational. Well, Alan, I think, completed one pass from, and it was from kick-off, Two. I think. To two, two was it? Game. Yeah, two that is game. phenomenal. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was always going to end in, with Liverpool winning, for honest. Yeah. Uh, I guess it made it interesting. At least Everton tried something different. It didn't quite work out, uh, and I did enjoy Allison catching the ball at the end, going down and taking the mick out of Pickford. The fans uh, time wasting in the first yeah. half. That was very enjoyable. Bit shit house, really. But yeah. I mean, yeah I, it was alright. I, I, there is a. There's an element of snobbishness when it comes to football. Always about. And it. And I don't. I think partly it's because people are like. They're like. They want it. You want to go along. You pay your money. You want to be entertained. I do understand that. But there is an element sometimes, more in the media side of things, in this. There's a right way to play. And I know I got annoyed once. I got annoyed watching um, Rafa Benitez's Newcastle play City, where they had absolutely no intention of winning. Um, they just wanted to keep the goal difference down, um, and they were just playing to just avoid that. And I know that annoyed me, but I was less annoyed at Rafa Benitez, and I was more annoyed at Sky for continually putting Newcastle on versus big teams, because I'm like, you know what he's going to do. It's boring. So... And there was a bit of snobbishness here at Everton, but when we look at Liverpool, we're looking at one of the greatest teams the Premier League's ever set, sane, seen. Um, and when we look at Everton, we're looking at a team with Michael Keane and Richarlison. Um, 
so they're not very good and I love the idea that Everton who already have a terrible record at Anfield in a relegation scrap should come out and play versus that's, Liverpool that's the part I don't understand what actually are they expecting Everton to do just play Michael Keane on his own at the back and push everyone forward like what are we what do you think yeah. he's going to do especially they played on the Sunday after the Burnley result yeah so they they know that a point, even a point, would be massive for them. Yeah. If they game. go out, if they go out and attack Liverpool, they're just going to get pounded. So totally destroyed. Yeah. You're not going to outscore them. Yeah. No, no, no chance, no chance. And Lampard was criticised, um, has been criticised for putting Michael Keane. He's 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 come in and he's he's wanted to play this sort of high line at times and obviously as we've covered many a time on this podcast Michael Keane does not have wheels. <laughs> um, but isn't this what a manager does? Looks at the situation and sort of pragmatically thinks this is our best chance of getting a result. So I was I was a bit confused by some of the reaction to the way Everton. Played. I didn't have a problem with it. Uh... I, I mean, thought they were all right, quite. Yeah, frankly. no, I, I did too, uh, and and people were making Mourinho links because of Lampard and Mourinho, but I mean they tried something different. It just didn't work. When I mean I don't know what they could have tried that was going to work because it was nothing really. But. Well, I mean they lost they lost two 0 to a team that we all think could possibly win the Champions League. Well, they could win four trophies. <laughs> yeah, still, still. Yeah. With now at the end of April, they could still easily win four. I mean, Very two 0 is probably a good result for Everton. I mean, no, not a good result, but as good as it could have been, almost. I think it's, they. It's hard. not the total disaster that it might have been, and that's nil nil. They had what was a Stonewall penalty, in my opinion, not given. But... Really, Stonewall. I think so. I, I don't understand how it wasn't given. I don't get it. I haven't seen this, so give me a second. Because I, th- do you remember the one that Jota had against Crystal Palace that was quite t- contentious? I remember it. Yes, I remember okay. it exactly. Because it reminded me a lot of that. I thought it was very similar, and I was a bit surprised when it wasn't given because I, I did. I think it's a bit. We're talking about the Gordon one, aren't we? Yeah. Um, so I thought it was clever play to get in front of him. And I thought he'd be. I thought it would be given, but I was a bit surprised when it wasn't. Um, See, he puts his hands on him and like pushes him. I, I don't like. It, it barely seemed like they looked at it. I'm sure they did, but it's just do they think? I mean, that's that is well, the contentious. We'll get on to in a bit. That is the contentious thing, though, isn't it? Because VAR is there as a. We look at it if there's enough evidence to overturn the decision. Um, and if it's a, if it's like you're looking at the penalty thing and it's sort of like, well, is it 50-50 whether or not it's um, a penalty? They can't, they might not overturn it. But do you think it, Ross, do you think the referee was sort of swayed in any way by the fact that Gordon had been done for diving? And yeah. Gordon, to be fair to him, does have a reputation that he's dived a little bit yeah. over the last couple of weeks. Do you think that played into it? I mean, that was what I was thinking, yeah, because he got booked earlier in the game for the what was definitely a dive. But uh, while we're on, the VAR should mean that it doesn't matter. To be fair, like they should look <laughs> at that and see that it's clearly not a dive. Has anyone seen on social media Charlie Adams dive over the weekend? Yes, I did. See. I haven't. Is it good? Oh yes. my word! It's super. <laughs> 
It's sublime. If you haven't seen it, Will and listeners, you have to watch it. It's on. It's on the socials. You... I was surprised Charlie Adam was still going. <laughs> I often I often sit there and think to myself when I'm watching it. I think so these good. guys got through Charlie Adam. Like Charlie Adam was one point at marquee signing for Liverpool, and look who they are there. Well, you see, I don't even know what club he's playing. For. No, I'll, I'll look at it. I'll look at it after the podcast. I've just seen the the penalty shout. What do you I, think? I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, maybe didn't... it probably is a pen. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. Well, go and watch Jota versus Crystal Palace. Because I, I, I did watch that game. I think they're pretty well. similar, and that's why I thought it'd be given. But I mean, I didn't. Th- I thought the referee at the weekend was pretty poor. What did you make of the Mane thing, Ross? Because there was a lot of talk about him potentially getting a couple of yellow cards. Uh, I didn't. I didn't think it should have been a red. I thought a yellow was okay, but I could that see was in the little, a little. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. was all Richarlison's fault, but <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed Richarlison's performance. I was like, "This is excellent." He's just winding everyone up. As a neutral, I'm loving this. Um, well, he got his own bloody teammate booked in the first half, idiot. Um. So, I'm, just... by the way, on Mane, I'm fine with it not being a, a red. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Stuff, good stuff. Um, I mean, people were furious about it, but as an old, of course they were. Um, but yeah, other than that, pretty much standard as usual. I mean, Divacarigi is going to leave Liverpool, and I never thought I'd ask this: Are they going to lose a lot? Are they going to lose something when he's not in the squad? Because it's so hard to make an impact as a sub in limited minutes. Yeah, he does it consistently. And he's supposedly very well liked in the dressing room as well. And obviously the fans love him. I think they will lose something. As you say, to have a player that you know, well, there's a good chance he's going to make an impact. And he's done it so often in massive games for them. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Because he he came on and he played really well, to be fair. Well, he had one dodgy back heel near his own box. (laughs) But he he did give him a bit of something different. Because Jota had a pretty quiet game. Yeah, I don't know where you find another one of these from. No, it's tough. No, I haven't a clue either. Uh, Rian Brewster, I believe. I was going to say, yeah. (laughs) That remains Dave's worst take. Um, It's another week. It's another podcast. So I do have to bring up, um, I've got a new rule for you lads. I think Jurgen Klopp should be fined and banned from football every time he plays a game and doesn't start Luis Diaz because he is denying the world something amazing. Uh, he is just a disgrace. Just quite frankly, a disgrace. And it makes me really upset that he's playing for Liverpool. But How did no one else get this guy? Well, Tottenham what? tried. Yeah, well, that's why. <laughs> imagine Luis Diaz next to Son and Kane, though. Oh, my word. Mm. I mean, he's pretty good next to Mane and Salah, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's um. He, I, I mean, I've kind of run out of words to describe that guy. Did you see his like back heel touch, which was completely unnecessary? Yeah. Like a cross. Why not? Pass. When you're that good, why not? We're not far off having to pick our awards for the season, and I think I might give him signing of the season, which is a completely probably ludicrous take, and there's someone probably out there I could give it to, but I just think I want to give it to him. 
I mean, off the top, I, we obviously will do some research, but right now I can't think of anyone. I know he only just joined, but. I know he's winning the team more back here. I got him all day. I know he's winning that. <laughs> Jack Grealish. <laughs> um, Everton, you alluded to it earlier. Really a bit of a sticky situation. They've got Chelsea at Goodison at the weekend, so I fully expect Chelsea to roll over and give them a win. But that said, it's getting really dire now, and I can't see them staying up and and I know we're changing week to week because we were so shocked by the dice sacking but yeah where are you guys at with Everton they're going down I said it weeks ago I don't know I said we all said last week that dice's sacking would mean that uh Burnley would probably go down but in typical in and around fashion Burnley have reeled (laughs) off two wins it's so opposite has happened since that was recorded Someone suggested that Ben Mee could be the second going of Pep, though, on that podcast. So there we go. The rare player assistant manager, Ben Mee. <laughs> um, get to Burnley in a second. But um, if Everton do go, are they the biggest club to ever go down? So, be, surely. I mean, Villa would be the only other one you could probably argue, I suppose. Newcastle. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Newcastle. Uh, it could I, be I did the same the thing numbers. before we started recording, fortunately. <laughs> I would probably say that Everton are bigger than Newcastle, just based on that history and the fact they've always been in the league. But then again, yeah, Villa, that's why I think Villa had always been in the league. Too. Villa had always been in the league too. I think Villa's probably a good shout. Right, Villa are going to have a big say in who stays up because they've got to play Burnley twice, which is a weird quirk of the schedule. Villa could go down. I mean, I mean that would Villa are looking good. Villa, uh, Villa are looked. Look dreadful, and I might be going to see him play Norwich at the weekend. So I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll let you know. You, you would slate me for watching that game on the TV. Yeah, but Ross I'm not I probably will be. <laughs> true, to be fair. Ross is just uh, Ross is over there watching Sligo Rovers. <laughs> um, okay, on to Burnley. Um, two massive results, um, which leads me to ask the question: Were we all wrong, and had the players actually just had enough of Dodge? I still don't think I really believe that, to be honest. But yeah, I, I can't believe what's happened, to be honest. Well, they they were passing it around quite well from what I saw of them against uh, in the last. <laughs> maybe Dyche has been limiting these players. Yeah, maybe. Well, they beat they beat two very good sides and in those two wins, and they did actually deserve to beat them. I mean, I know well, Southampton. I mean, Southampton, I mean, Southampton are a good side. Guys. They're South. very good. You have no idea the, which. The yeah, worst team in the league the next week. Okay, but Wolves are Wolves are good. Now Wolves are a good side. We do like Wolves, and yeah. they comfortably beat Wolves. Um, that's impressive. That is. Yeah. So they've got Watford, Villa, and Tottenham, Newcastle in their remaining four. Well, they've got Villa again. Sorry. I think. Yeah. Yeah, they got yeah Watford away, Villa at home, Spurs away, Villa away, and then Newcastle at home on the final day. But even that Newcastle game looks like a tough one these days. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, I think they're probably, I think it's probably six points there for them. If I'm being yeah. harsh, um, which is more yeah. than I think is there for Everton. So. And Everton have an extra game, which is in their favour. So they start. Is it an extra one? As Will said. Have they got two? Yeah, they got, no, they got one. One extra. They're two points behind. 
uh, as it stands. So Everton host Chelsea, as Will said, at the weekend. Then they, then they go to Leicester and uh, Watford. Then they have Brentford and Palace at home. And then Arsenal away on the final day. I don't think there's ever been a game I've been looking forward to than Everton-Chelsea. Because I just know Richarlison's going to do his bi-annually. I'm going to turn up and score two against you. Is I'm going to be upset if he does that. Is it on the dodgy pitch at Stamford Bridge, though? No, it's so. at Goodison, which oh, is right, a dodgier pitch. So there we are. Um, yeah. Right. I mean, I think it's a bit of a toss-up, to be honest. Although I'd, I'd back Burnley now. I've totally changed from last week. So. Me too. Me too. I'm back in Burnley also. I think, I think Burnley, well, I'd rather have the points on the board. Yeah, 100%. I think Everton stay up. There you go. Does Lampard stay up? If like, no, if they go down, Lampard never manages again. I mean, the the squad is. Would they keep him on? It's just shocking, to be fair. Lads, like, I just, I don't think he can. I don't think his career can survive that. No, he'd have to go back on the overlap again. <laughs> he'd have to stand behind a bar in Chelsea, just be like, "Yeah, so it didn't work out, Everton." <laughs> Him and Gary talking about Valencia and Everton, like. <laughs> but honestly, I can't. Which quick thing? Which England star do you think announces they want to transfer on this year's overlap? <laughs> I, I've kind of. I think he like, does. I think he does a second round with Harry Kane. I kind of feel. <laughs> I kind of feel like Declan Rice might announce it on TikTok or something like that. <laughs> yeah, he can't um, go on there again. Who can go on there? <laughs> I would love to see like Grealish go on there and just say he wants to leave City after a year. I'd love to see. I'd love Grealish to go it's on never there. Happen, but... I'd love Grealish to just go on there because I'd love to see Gary Neville talk to Jack Grealish. I just think it could be interesting. Um, no, lots of exciting stuff. Um, shall we do? Shall we talk about the top four race? Um, yeah, come on. So this weekend, uh, Tottenham dropped points. Chelsea won late and. Of course, in the big clash, Arsenal beat Man United 3-1 with Nuno Tavares scoring the over. <laughs> um, worst player to ever score in this year, Nuno Tavares? Unless Andre Santos got one, yeah, probably, to be fair. Uh, Did give away a pen also in this game. <laughs> Just another performance I enjoyed. Um, where do we want to start? Do we want to talk about how good Arsenal were or do we want to talk about how Actually, I was—I was going to say how bad United were, but they were okay. They were okay in this one, and I was quite shocked. Um, which one of you wants to go first? Right, oh, I, oh, I did miss. I was at work, so I missed the first. Okay. I want to say seventy minutes. So. All right, I'll go. Let's do the United angle first. Then, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> that honestly, that defence—just line them up and shoot them. It was appalling defending. <laughs> the first goal was just embarrassing. I mean, the third goal's nice. The sack of penalty. In fact, on this on the second one, because that was the one where the goal was disallowed and then it brought back for the penalty. I me and I was watching it with some lads from uni. We all were like, Well, that's offside, but they're gonna bring it back for a penalty. And then it took VAR about fifteen minutes to decide the same thing. And then they sent the ref over to the monitor. It's like, what's going on here? This is clear as clear as day. I didn't see it live, but yeah, when I'd seen it, 
Can't have it both ways, though, because we we did sit on this podcast going, the referee has to make the decision on the field. He didn't have to make that one. (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. Do you want him to be slapped in the face? We didn't need to waste the time for him to run over there. Mikel Arteta to say, by the way, it's a pen (laughs) on his way there. We just didn't need that. But anyway, they got to the right decision. Saka slots that away. It's a shame Fernandez wasn't taking notes. Um, <laughs> after his performance. What? And what, what annoyed me more, I thought Ronaldo had quite a good game. I have no idea why he wasn't on the penalty. But anyway, Fernandez takes the penalty and does his little shimmy thing, <laughs> which is he does to make the keeper dive. So he dives. You don't need to stick it in the corner, son. You don't need it anywhere near the corner. You've got uh, half the goal. You've got half was, the goal to aim at, and you hit the post. And he was just about to veer off and celebrate. That's what I love too. He took it like a little step. Oh yeah. He and then Aaron Ramsdale just runs up and starts screaming in his face. It was yeah, full party KO'd. Whatever. <laughs> Fernandez deserved that. I'm, I'm, I've been so out on hit Fernandez for a while. I'm still out. Yeah. So obviously that that changes the game. The third one goes in. It's just stupid. Jack has scored his twice a season goal. What, what a strike, though, to be fair. Was a good strike. Fernandez yeah. gave it away for that pretty poorly right outside the box. Yeah, well, I mean, that's just what he does, isn't it? Well, yeah. Fernandez, endlessly fascinating player. In the... No, he's not. He's just shit. <laughs> <laughs> but when he was when he played really well for United last year, the whole system sort of revolved around him and it was just like, go out there and do what, do what you do best. And Ten Hag's come in and sort of said, right, we'll do this in a bit more structured and has also asked him to play weird positions. And he has looked awful. And when he's not playing well, dear God, is he petulant. I actually think he might be worse than Ronaldo for giving people shit. And it must be exhausting to play with him because he was he's, giving he's Teller's shit. Oh, it's, for, um, to watch. it's the worst player in world for, football for that. Oh, for a bad like, like Tellers had put in a decent ball, or and Bruno had, Bruno had just cocked it up, and he was telling Tellers off. And I'm sat there thinking, I'm not saying Alex Tellers is even a passable Premier League player, but what I am saying is he was not wrong there. So yeah, just, what he just did was fine. <laughs> I just don't, I don't understand why he's, I don't, I don't understand how a guy who. Clearly, there's some concerns about his ability to fit into a, a properly functioning team. Seems to have this absolute superstar prima donna attitude, but I'm sorry to say, it's all through United. Every single, almost every single player has that. They also just gave him a new five or six year deal on some on top earner money as well, which is just. Shows you how, I, how well the clubs run. I never understood that because what if the new manager doesn't fancy him? Well, I don't fancy him. No, and well, I read. I don't know. Obviously, could be a load of bollocks, but um, <laughs> Ten Hag likes Ericsson. He's after what's Ericsson in United next year? He's so, a I mean, far better player. If they went for Ericsson, where does that leave? Where does that leave Bruno? Like, well, hopefully, at Burnley. Well, I mean, <laughs> United. The United midfield has been broken since. Anderson left. Anderson left. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, joking apart, United midfield hasn't been competent since 2012. Like, 
what year did Anderson leave? Was it 2012? <laughs> it might have been. Let me just fact check that. That's <laughs> if we both Because <laughs> the <right> <laughs> um, they had they had Carrick, who was, player, to be was fair. phenomenal, but he was aging. And then you oh, with Hargreaves. They're just no. I'm talking since then. So like, run through the players they had. Like they had Matic, when he only had like one or two productive years left. 2015 for Anderson. Great. Anderson's still only 34. <laughs> Playing still or no? Bring him back. <laughs> they, they signed them. Um, I just think it's just United's complete lack of any like coherent strategy because they they looked at Pogba at Juventus in a midfield where Pirlo did a lot of the distributing from the back. Marquisio did a lot of the box-to-box running. And um, then it was just then they relied on Pogba to um, provide that extra bit of spark. And what they decided was, what we'll do is we will get Pogba and we'll put him midfield and we'll ask him to do the Pirlo role. We'll ask him to do the Marquisio role and we'll ask him to do his own role. And it just never worked. And they never once bought him a midfield partner he could actually rely on. So I just never understood it. And the midfield is, you get, you get to a point where you're watching them line up the other day and you're going, how is Matic who is going to leave at the end of this season, starting in an absolutely crucial Premier League game. How have we got to this point? And How he announces club... he's leaving, like, yeah. this week, wasn't it? Before this game, yeah, and then he's yeah, starting. Yeah. How has a club that spent this much money, that is arguably the biggest club in England, got to this situation? Uh, and it baffles me. And so, uh, again, back to the rumour mill, but allegedly Ten Hag has said to United he needs that they need an entire 11 of players because none, almost none of them are up yeah. to snuff. And I think Sancho is a very good player. And I do think there's a good player in Luke Shaw. But beyond that, I'm not really infused by anyone United have got. I, I To this day, I remain baffled by Raphael Varane. It feels like Raphael Varane was playing FIFA on amateur and then he's like, fuck it, let's put it on ultimate difficulty. <laughs> What happens when you got no midfield in front of you? But this is the thing, like Harry Maguire's getting given all game, getting given pelters, and he's not playing well. I think that's fair enough, but he's an... so he's not he's not at all playing well. But he's not playing as badly as people are making out that he's playing. Yeah, and I would what I would say is you look at the you look at any team like look at City as soon as they lost Fernandinho, as soon as they lost Laporte and they had to take Fernandinho out of midfield a few seasons ago, their defense became terrible. Well, remember how long it took Rodri to get up to speed. Exactly. So like now he looks like obviously the player they they knew they were buying, but he didn't for a while. Midfield is the most important <laughs> part of the pitch for you to consistently control and win football matches. And United have neglected theirs for like ten years, and this is how you end up in this situation. So I've uh, we've been saying for years they should buy a holding midfield, and we're still saying it. Yeah, but, they still so, haven't got one. But and then and then you turn on the news and they're like Declan Rice could get it, and this is what I want to stress. And I what everyone knows I want Declan Rice to end up playing for Chelsea because I think he's unbelievable, and I think anyone who gets him is going to get a steal. Doesn't matter what the price is. But I don't understand why he would go to United because he's still fairly young. He can still get better. And what is the last player that United made better? I can't think of one. Like you can, you can tell me oh, that they. Got one. Cristiano Ronaldo. Maybe. 
I mean, you, yeah, but you can tell me they brought through Rashford, and I would tell you that they brought through Rashford with all the potential in the world, ran him into the ground, and just let him cultivate even more bad habits. People are trying to tell me that Alanga's some kind of star boy, and quite frankly, I, I don't think Alanga's very good. I think he's fine. He's he's probably a below average Prem player. And I think he's fine, but because he's got work rate as opposed to the rest of them, everyone seems to think he's great. But that's, I mean, that's where we are, is that that's what will get you into the team at the moment. Well, look, Tomei is a perfectly serviceable footballer, but he's not. He, he shouldn't be playing as the the starting holding midfielder. Fuck and no. we're lost without him. Like that's Fuck. that's the difference to where we are. No Pogba next season. No Matic next season. I mean, well, he, he might fancy Van der Beek because he worked with him before, I guess. But good lord, I've seen look, nothing from him. People, people keep. I did see, read on Twitter. That people, someone has said that Pogba is Man United's worst, one of worst ever transfers, and I, I do think there's something there in terms of outlay and expectations. But and I know Pogba's not perhaps played as well as he could do, but I will defend him and say that there have been seasons the last couple of years where he has looked the most competent player in that squad, and United never put him in a position to succeed. No, 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 we never did. So and we, and I mean this the the situation between him and the fans is so bad now that yeah. he has to leave. But yeah, we ne- I mean we never gave him the, the chance that a player like that deserves when you but, spend that much money on him. It's it's crazy. Yeah, and and there is it's, it's some, so badly run. It's it's mad. There's there's something there. There is something there about it does take two to tango, but. If it was just Paul Pogba, you can sort of point to him and go, something's clearly wrong in that position. But all these players don't work out at United. All of them. One after another after another. Big money signings. Every time it's the same. Yeah, I, I think with Pogba as well, they're watching him win the World Cup with France. Shows me, I know obviously you can't just go and get any girl or Kante, but it shows you sort of what you need to do to... Well, apparently we could have at one point and decided not to. Yeah, well, there you are, but... I refuse to believe we'd have sold N'Golo Kante. I refuse no, I to believe it. I think it was, yeah, when he was going to join, uh, when he was leaving Leicester, yeah. wasn't it, I think. Yeah. yeah. 32 million. Yeah, it's tough. In fairness to Arsenal, they did what they needed to do. That is true. Uh, which is From what I read, pretty, United were on top for a spell, and we sort of rode through that. A bit of luck, I suppose, with the penalty miss, but... I, I mean, I thought in jet, Arsenal was particularly in the first half were there to get at. I, yeah, I definitely. Well, think that. I thought this when I watched them midweek is that when I, I mean, Chelsea catastrophically shit the bed in so many different ways in the Arsenal game. It's hard to quantify. Like it, it was just shocking. And Malangsa, like you want to talk about a recruitment follow? Look, <laughs> I come on this podcast every time we talk about Chelsea, and it's always about Malangsa. And look, I'm sorry, but he's useless. Like, I just, I don't understand. Like, it feels like he's Ali Dia's cousin. <laughs> One of them expensive free transfers. One of them, oh, fucking costed by mental sanity, pal. Um, but throughout the whole period. I mean, Arsenal were a bit... Un- Arsenal were under strength too, and I thought to myself, I don't know why Tuchel's done this, because if you really went to Arsenal, a competent team, you you can beat them. And I think we have seen that this season. But even so, getting that getting that win, coming through it, having enough individual quality to score goals is 
considering where they were, particularly offensively at the start of the season, is really impressive from an Arsenal point of view. And those two results back to back after the three defeats. Yeah. When things are really starting to slide a bit. Yeah. That's a, it's a big week for Arsenal. Because, I mean, you still have that worry when it comes to Arsenal and whether or not it's fair enough. It is a thing that's happened that there's a, there is always a fear with the mentality, but young core and they seem to be fearless which so having this win after that tough slide felt big even if the points are the same it feels like more than three points i mean that's the second time this season we've had a a few losses on the bounce and have bounced back really strongly so it shows we've got a bit of character about us which has been lacking previous years yeah and some of the arteta that certainly <laughs> certainly done well to build something I th- for what it's worth, I, 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 would, I think they're making the Champions League this year. Yeah, I, th- I think I think they're. Well, the the Arsenal Spurs game is going to be. Is massive. Yes, cr- oh, massive. so big. They, be yeah, a good game. Five to go, two points clear of Spurs. So yeah, that is that huge game. game. Oh, I'm worried about Spurs. To be fair, uh, I just if they you get a game where Son and Kane run, play well, you you just uh, you're probably not. I am it. not worried about a team that has had their season derailed by a Matt Doherty injury. Emerson Royale's in there. Did you see Emerson Royale's pass? Nuno Tavares in our team. Did you see Emerson Royale's pass at the weekend where he goes to play it across to the uh, left-back and he plays it so wildly out of control it just hits the advertising audience (laughs) with pace. It was sensational. Loved it. Um, He is special. He is especially awful. Um, Yeah, but... Exciting times for Arsenal. Big transfer window ahead. I mean, Man United's transfer window is the most interesting transfer window in world football. The, the guys on the the Athletic United podcast keep saying, obviously, obviously they've spoken about the quote about 11 players, and I agree. I think they, they're going to need some. I mean, it's not going to be net 11, of course, but there's going to be a lot going out. and There's going to have to be... I mean, they better get their arse in gear early fucking doors, because... <laughs> It's, it's, it's supposed to be 200 million, is he, or something? That's what I read. But I mean, that, that's not enough to. Well, obviously, it depends who, how much you're getting for players going out. But obviously, Pogba well, nothing for nothing. For a lot is going for nothing. Lingard's going for nothing. Matic will go for nothing. You could have sold Lingard for money in the summer. You got to assume Honestly. they're getting rid of Matter too. Yeah, I think Matter will go. So they keep I mean, it's a big save wage where they could have got money for him, and now they're losing him for nothing, and. Teams will be after him for sure because they were in the summer. So, as you say, Mike, it's just so badly run, it's ridiculous. But they say like, but this is the really interesting thing. They say like two, you say like two hundred million, and I always get nervous when I see such and such. Ah, oh, they this like mirror football. New incoming Man City manager has a four hundred fifty million pound transfer war chest. Like, what fucking war are they going to? But um, like two hundred million. 150 million for Declan Rice. Where's the rest of it going? That's what I mean. Like, it it's not going to get you. Obviously, not going to get you 11 players. No, but I, I, I know we say, three players. I know we, of the quality I know we, United need. I know we say they need 11 players, but I mean, if you if you fix your, if you fix your midfield, like if you really fix your midfield, that defense it's it's still going to be flawed, but it's. If you've got them and you can you can reasonably expect a bounce back year for Luke Shaw and Maguire, you can 
without the continental hangover. You can expect that. And then you've got Varane bedded in. You've still got Fernandez, who we know on his day he can play. You've got Rashford, who's hopefully got a bit better. If you keep Ronaldo, you keep Ronaldo. You've got Sancho's had another year to bed in. There is a team there. So, but it's a team that I think which requires 11 new signings in midfield, <laughs> basically. I mean, please fix it. They're also talking about uh, De Gea might not fit how Ten Hag wants to play. I'm like, you can't get rid of our best player. No, they can't. They just can't. <laughs> Look, Mendy's not, he's not as good with his feet. Mendy's not good with his feet. Kepa's better, but it, if at the end of the day, you got to their job is to keep the ball out the goal. Nick Pope, yeah, great, great shot stopper, but and then you got Jordan Pickford who can kick the ball, but he can't actually keep it out of the net. So, I mean, United, endlessly fascinating situation. I, I know, I know, we get annoyed that we always talk about United, but it's because they're just. It's it just hard not to. They they just like it is incompetence on an industrial scale. Yeah. How just how did they manage to get here? Like, I am not a United fan, and they annoy me almost as much as my own club annoys me. Like, it is I, stunning incompetence. It actually is stunning. Yeah, we won't talk about Chelsea, but it's stunning incompetence because they are as incompetent as they come. Sorry, not them, the government. Um... <laughs> Rudiger looking like he's joining Madrid. Yeah, Rudiger. that is interesting, actually, if you want to do a bit of that. Uh, they Interesting, Chelsea put 230 grand a week on the table for him. Said they'd go back in with more, but because of the sanctions, couldn't go back in and offer him a new deal. Is that true? Yep. Wow. I mean, 230 a week for a centre-half. Yeah, I think he in that system playing that way. I think he is no, I, worth that money. But I think he's bloody brilliant. But it's Chris, Christensen staying, isn't he? Out also. I think he's going to. We can't. We can't. We, there's a contract on the table, but we can't offer him a different contract. Could be interesting, so, then, it? so if any player doesn't accept the contract on the table, they can. Yeah. If they're obviously uh, up. For yeah. The if, if they're up, yeah. Wow. Well, you said Aspi had a one-year Aspi's been a one-year extension been triggered. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about staggering incompetence. Chelsea are. Chelsea's centre-back situation is number one. Like They've got Aspilicueta, Rudiger and Christensen all coming up this year and they sold Mark Gurhey last summer and they sold Fikaya yeah, Tomori. They sold, well, Fika- they sold bad, Fikaya Tomori five days before the new manager. Like They agreed the deal and they let it go through after Tuchel had come in. But, that is a staggering cocker. Like, I just, I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> how, I don't understand how you get to that situation. I, like, they spent, they spent in the summer. They spent, they tried to spend eighty million on Jules Cunday. Like, let's, let's keep some of these like we got at home, lads. Like, well, you know, it's going to be in there next season, then. Well, Melanxa, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. No, we're moving to we're moving to four at the back. We're going to play Trevor Chalaber, who hopefully will have recovered from whatever this late bit of four season form is. Um, he's looking shaky again. I do like Chalaber, to be fair. Nom- nominated for Player of the Month a few months ago, which I didn't agree with, but he was. Um, shocking. 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 
bit of uh, mismanagement for Man United. Who coincidentally plays you for on Thursday in the Incompetence Classica? That's going to be fun. Um, Ross, before we um, move completely off the Chelsea, Manchester United, Arsenal triangle, um, Gabriel Jesus scored four at the weekend, massively linked with Arsenal. Um, we've talked on the podcast a lot about Arsenal's need for a striker, particularly one who can probably play a bit, be a bit more expansive and play some football. I think you're shaking your head, but I have to ask the question. What <laughs> does, does the potential of a Gabriel Jesus signing excite you? No, 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 it doesn't. No. <laughs> Not changed at all by the fact that he banged forward at the weekend. His XG was. No, he has massively underperformed his XG the whole time he's been at Man City. I can't remember whether I was on the pod last week when I read out that stat, so I won't say it again. But he's like 20 under his XG while he, in his Premier League career when he's been at City. And, and, he's, and he's playing for a club where the chances are coming probably more so that they're going to come at Arsenal anyway. Although we, I mean, uh, I, I mean, how much is it going to cost as well? Because if it's going to be like, you can imagine it's going to be 50 million or so, you would think. Not that he's worth that. Must be. It's got to be. Yeah, easy. Especially in division. Uh, and if, you, if you're just going to... I mean, they're going to have to spend big on a striker, you'd think. I just... He is not it. I don't check. Do you not spend on one that's a proven winner that's still only 25 and has like 80 Premier League goals? No. Does that not move you? Well, he's a proven second string win- winner, isn't he? Oh, we're not like, his wins either. Like, no. If he... Was that he would be playing more than he is. Like Pep would doesn't he? really Pep doesn't really like him through the middle. Like he's sticking him out on the right wing, and he's occasionally playing through the middle. Look, all I'm gonna say. Is... Look, I know you're just arguing against. I know you don't like Shazu. So <laughs> no, I don't really. I no, I, I don't. I enjoyed him when he played for Jerusalem FC, but I'm not enjoying him. Well, <laughs> I mean, if if it depends how much it's gonna cost, but. Strike is such a big position for us. Like, let's just pay no money and keep Lacazette. Like, I'd rather have him. Oh, oh actually, I'd rather have Eddie and Ketia. No. Two no. good games in a row. Slow yourself down. <laughs> no, I've said too much about him already. But he's he's uh, he's pretty good, isn't he? He's played well against Chelsea. Gabriel Jesus, by the way, hit double figures in the Premier League on two separate occasions. He doesn't start every week. He's <laughs> For what it's worth, I think depending on the price, Arsenal could do a lot worse. No, no, I do agree. We could have Calvin and... Lewin, but <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I would rather have Jesus if I'm picking between them. Calvin Lewin, by the way, I reckon could, could, would score a disgusting amount of goals in the City team because that man exists on tappings. He might bag some goals down in um, the EFL somewhere, but um. He's not getting in the Premier League at the moment. I think Jesus would do okay at Arsenal. He's not going to score you 20 a season, but he'll he'll get into double figures probably. No, which is why I'm saying how much is it going to cost. Yeah, that's the problem. You'd have to overpay for him, and that's when it's it's obviously not worth it. Money, I mean, if it's like 40 million, I think that's a good deal for Arsenal. he's He's got a bit of Richarlison about him. Like... If he can see the goal, he's going to shoot. I, what did, I, I hate I, players like that. And I, I, I'm not sure. I've described Arsenal this. already have a couple of them. 
Do we? Well, Xhaka and Party. <laughs> oh, Party. Uh, yeah. I mean, Jacka at least can score them, so I don't mind with Jacka. <laughs> Partey walks out the tunnel and he thinks he's on a hat trick. Oh, um, but if, that's that's where Arsenal. I mean, they tried to buy Vlahovic. So that if you like if you look at the profile of the players they're targeting for that striker position, you're looking at mid twenties to try and fit in with the rest of the core, and he just works from that perspective. And obviously, Arteta knows what he can bring because he worked with him. Yeah, cool. So, um, if the price isn't bad, I think that's a good signing for them. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the price is the whole thing. Yeah. It, it revolves so much. And I'd, I'd, City aren't going to let him go to a title rival like Arsenal. For, for, uh... <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I think it would. it's going to cost us at least 50, I think. I, don't, I can't see him letting him go for less than as that. As long as you pay, the, you pay the, his wages up. I think they'll let. <laughs> I think he'll be on as well. I think I can see him being like over forty. Especially if, if they're they're buying Haaland. Uh, no, that is true. true. If uh, not him, yeah. who? Arsenal. I mean, I, I, we've talked about this before. I really, I don't really know. Like, because the names are Calvert Lewin. No, Dennis you'd get relegated yes. Watford. Yeah, you'd get. No, no, no. You'd get, get him out Calvert- as well. He's Richarlison as well. You get Calvert Lewin from. Everton relegated on the cheap as well. Um, I absolutely that, don't want him for free. I don't want him. I don't. He'd score him. a lot of goals for you. Um, uh, I mean, the other names. He's not scoring goals at all. Yeah, because Calvert Lewin relies on a team being good around him for him to get. He's had like one brief goals. spell of good goal scoring in the Prem when Everton were playing really well with Ancelotti at the start of last season. He's going to score a lot of goals for him against him. Um, Tammy's the other one. That... I, I, I do like Tammy Abraham, to be but fair. Tammy Abraham's going to cost you 65 million. Yeah, but if it's... And if they're, and if you're willing to do that, you know who else is going to pay 65 million to get him back? Incompetence FC. If you've got first refusal or something, I would expect surely on that. No, Some guy, that. In which case, Big Rom would be available. No, God. I mean, it's just... Oh, I just don't <laughs> like anyone that's been... So the merry-go-round is happening. Is there, has that ever... In, like, in the history of you liking football, can you think of a time where there were so few great number nines out there? No. Because I, I, like, number nine-wise, I've got Kane, Lewandowski, Benzema, Haaland. Haaland's good, yeah. Yeah, none of them are going to Arsenal. Yeah, but, but you've got four there, and they're the absolute top quality, and then you've got a second tier, which I guess would be... I mean, <laughs> I mean, this, there's a big drop off when you drop into this sort. Of yeah, this is tip. a real second tier. Yeah, like I mean, Lukaku, you just said, wouldn't you? Immobile. Um, yeah, it's, it's people like Immobile. Yeah, like flawed strikers who are good. Like Lukaku's a good player. I mean, Immobile couldn't score good. in the Bundesliga, so I'm not sure. I want but he can score. That in does Syria. make him a flawed striker if he can't score there. <laughs> It's, it's it's just interesting, isn't it? I mean, it's going to be massive. It's such a big. I mean, there, I think there's a contract offer, and Ketty has just got to decide if he wants to stay. I think there's an offer there for him, and I would assume the same is there for Lacazette. Well, he's not but obviously, a better offer elsewhere. I'm really fascinated. As, I'm really fascinated as to why Lacazette hasn't signed that. It is interesting. I don't. I don't. 
I mean, he's probably thinking that if they're going to buy someone big over the summer and he's just going to be playing second fiddle, but I don't know. I suppose that's a good way of reading it. I, just, I mean, are people, I mean, team's going to want Lacazette, I would have thought. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't know who goes to Arsenal of that second tier, though. Like, I don't know who... No, at, no, it's almost impossible know, to predict, isn't it, really? But I don't know if who's got who's got the right kind of like player profile, the right age profile, and it's going to cost an affordable amount of money. Like Tammy is the well, only. That's why one all those really. names are linked, isn't it? Well, Tammy is the only one of like I would say I would say Abraham, based on what he's done this season, is probably closer to that. He's in a third tier, but he's probably closer to that second tier. So it just gets you rude back, like. What happens to DCL's price if Everton go down? Oh, it's through the floor, mate. Someone buys him and gets a good player. He's also got loads of injury problems. Yeah, Just he's been insane this year, hasn't he? Yeah, he does, he does. I just think I mean, there's a player there. Oh, I agree. No, I think he's, I think he's fine. I, right. I, I just, I don't, no, I don't take it, take it, it from me. Take it from me. Who's watched a lot of strikers fluff their lines and mishappens. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, I don't think, is ever going to miss you a tapping. And he just does that. He he scores the ugly goals that win you games. Tammy Abraham, good at tappings also. Yeah. Again, I mean, a big thing for Arsenal will be if we make the Champions League, that will be a big draw for a, yeah. a striker. That's good. You'll, you'll that, be, that you'll be, the game then. Because if, if they sign a big striker, he's going to be one of the first names on the sheet, you would think. Even and if you're going to be playing in the Champions League. Aussie men is what they're talking about, but that could be a hundred million. No, I, I mean, I th- if you spend it that much, you, you, I mean, how much is Harlan going to cost? I mean, not no, that he can come to work, but that, if you spend it that much, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying no, Harlan will cost you 65 million in a transfer fee and then 75 million in agent fees on top of it. And 80 yeah, million. they're talking about at least double for all the other fees to yeah. his dad and his agent. The financial. The financial look, look, when when Chelsea and United bulk at a deal, that's when you have to be like, shit. Yeah, I, I do think Harlan's going to be... Yeah, the transfer fee is not what it could be, but everything else is, supposedly. But I mean, yeah, if you're looking at 100 for Aussie men, that's when I'm going to be looking at Jesus at 40 and thinking that's not so bad. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> yeah, we'll go buy um, two of those. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Jesus at 40 and DCL at 20. No, there you go. A DCL for 20. You wouldn't get DCL for 20, even if they got relegated. Really? What do you think the market is for DCL, then? If he gets he's, he's a 30 plus. No, I just don't think he is. I mean, No, that's not true. He's he will be. He will be. I don't he's think. English. For a start. What is your problem with no, it? He's, no, what? it's just that he's had like a 10-game good run of form in his entire career. I was bit, no, he was good for that all that season, pretty much. He, he, he did call off, though, as Everton called off. Oh, give him give him out a break. Uh, play for Everton. Do you know how hard it is to play for Everton? No, I don't. I, I do you know how hard it is? Do you know how hard it is when your main supply of assists is Richarlison? You're not getting any, are you? Exactly. If anything, this guy should. If anything, this guy could be the greatest player of all time. Like, uh, no, I, I'm being a bit harsh. I just, I don't want Arsenal to sign him. Like if he's the big striker signing, that's not not good. I don't think. Thirteen goals, twenty-eight, nineteen, twenty, sixteen last season. 
Yeah, I, that's I, pretty good. I don't, I don't want him. That's, that's fine. I'd you rather have Jesus. They go down. He's on his way. You'd rather no, have Jesus. Yes. Would it? Would you not? No. Mike, come on. Jesus what? is a better player than Dominic Calvin Lewin. Yeah, just. I'm not sure, and I don't even. I'm not. Look, I don't love. I don't love Dominic Calvert Lewin, but you. It sounds like you do, big, though. You've got. I quite like. Problem. I quite like Jesus. I, I think I like Jesus more than the normal person. I think that's. See, I, I think not, I also like. I think I'm just reasonable about DCL. He's got 43 goals in 160 Premier League games. I have to say that's worse than I thought it was. Yeah, because in he scored one in sixteen seventeen, four in seventeen eighteen in thirty two games, six in thirty five in eighteen nineteen. That shows how little I watched Everton because I don't remember him until forty three in one sixty. Who's this? Dominic Cavalier. Yeah, a lot of that's off the bench though. Mm. I don't remember him. Okay. I'm just telling you that you can look at his whole career, but I've seen enough in the last three seasons to know that he's a good player who's always going to score goals in the Premier League. Uh, yeah, I think he's decent. Like, what I'm saying about him is, make, is making me think that I like him less than I do. I think he is okay, but, like, playing Reverton. Or like, at, or, like, Aston Villa or someone like that. I just... He shouldn't be playing for a Champions League team. I don't think. Jesus better than Ings. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what are we doing? Jesus <laughs> better than Werner. Uh, yes. I don't agree, but there we are. What? What are you? Right. Because because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, football's about entertainment, and I dare you to find me a more entertaining player. Right. He, is, he is fun to watch. You just never know what's coming next. Did you, did you see him at the weekend? No, oh, he was killing me. He just. I did not watch Chelsea at the weekend. No. He was excellent. No um, elite streams here. Yeah, he was excellent. Well, no, we were on the TV on Sky. I don't know what you. Oh, were. so you were. So I, don't, I don't know. I was what quite you were. hungover on Sunday. What I'm saying is, um, quick thing before we go, and we have to touch on it. I know we're going long. Joel Linton scored a brace, which takes his goal tally for the season for four. Mike, take it away. One more, Joel Linton, and my my wild prediction may come true. If that comes true, by the way, oh, well, I don't know what I'll do, but it's going to be wild. The shirt. It's time for the Joel Linton shirt. I think shirt, it might be. If he scores, if he completes that prediction, and by, can I just say, he should have had a hat trick. Jacob Murphy, if he squares that one early doors, he's got another tap in. So that's pretty upsetting because the hat trick would have taken him there. Because a hat trick from your box to box midfield, I like. I mean, you, you can't really buy that anywhere. No. Maybe you, yeah, like you could do with a player off, like that, Mike. Oh, I mean, I'm here for it. Get him <laughs> in. Give him the number seven shirt as well while you're at it. Oh, God, imagine. Joel into size for United and within a month, Mike hates him. I think it's... <laughs> imagine yeah, all that. First goal was actually a banger. J7 and CR7. The content on their socials are here. They take seven um, off Ronaldo and give it to Joel Linton. Imagine. Game re- recognises game. That's... <laughs> Let's <laughs> give it the number nine and the, the United tweet our new number nine. I just couldn't, I couldn't, I just would love it so much. Yeah, I didn't know it would be a video. 
Yeah, it's just... You know it would. Marcy, I'll be back for his number nine shirt. Though, so. Get the piano out again. <laughs> All I'm saying is Martial is possibly the only way United squad could get worse is by working him back into the fold. But he's ice cold. Has he been scoring at Sofia? I have no idea. My guess would be no, but um... Martial sucks. Like, and we 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 talked a bit in our group chat earlier today about overrated players, but Martial I think is the most overrated player I've ever seen because he's talked about like prime Henri by United Twitter. I've never seen anything like it. Disgusting. And yet, I watch him and I'm like, are we, are we, are we seeing the same guy here? He's terrible. The, I, I just Googled Martial Sevilla and the top thing is Sevilla boss Julian Lopetegui has offered his thoughts surrounding the troubles, <laughs> the recent troubles <laughs> and United Loney, Anthony Martial. Coney in La Liga, eight games, no goals. <laughs> Even a Babiang start and scored like ten goals. Come on, Martial. Even a Babiang, like Teddy on, he's a better player than Martial. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Could we get him back for Arsenal? Perhaps he could solve the problems. Nope. Yeah, that's a good point. They have got a player there that Well, you're about a Babiang back to Arsenal. Bring him back. Hashtag is gonna welcome him and Gwen Doozy. Hashtag Piers was right. I, I, I think Gwen is is gone. I think. I don't. I don't know that for sure. I've never gone. I've never gone so quickly from watching a player play a game of football like on a Sunday against someone like Inguendusi, and I watched him thinking, "Oh, he's not bad." And then the next game, I saw him. I'm like, "He's a train wreck." And then he just—he's been good. I think he's been good in. Well, they like him in Marseille. In the Uber Eats. Yeah, I mean, yeah, fair enough. I don't mean to sound disparaging, but it's the Uber Eats. Oh, we're getting big Willie Saliba back from Marseille too next year. Anyway, time to go, oh, I think. Um, mm. Before we do, um, City Real Madrid play tomorrow night um, or tonight, if you're hearing this. Hello. <laughs> um, happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> who do you think wins? <laughs> no one's made it this far, but City. Comfortably. City, yep, City. City. What do you mean no one's made it far? People come all the way to the end because they want to hear what hijinks you've got left for your week. Um, Mike, if the people can follow you to find out what hijinks you have for the rest of your week, where, where can you uh, tell them that? Yeah, hopefully the uh, the uh, crypto markets will turn around for me. Um, and if they, if they do, you'll see those tweets that have Mikey Breslin on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. And some San Diego Padres. Um, Oh yeah, and Padres content. Some That's content. You, get there. you don't get any football chats. If you expect that, <laughs> don't come to my Twitter. I mean, if you want any tweets at all, don't come to my Twitter. I haven't tweeted since <laughs> like 2010. But if the people want to see those 2010 tweets, go where can they and see it? Get an NFT of Ross's first tweet. <laughs> I'll get that shortly. Oh no. Uh at Ross bird fourteen. I keep saying that's what it is, I'm not even sure if that's what it is. Can I get uh can I get an NFT of the moment on this podcast where Dave said Diego Simone? <laughs> is that how it works? I'll see what can be done. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> Do, when it comes to Dave, does the N in NFT stand for numpty? <laughs> Um, if, 
if you want to follow the Numpty Fudge of Hogan, you can do so on Twitter at David Harris underscore 44. Please send him some love as he recovers from those snake bites. <laughs> um, you can follow me at Wilhunt17, but please don't please stand up in and around on, um, on all the socials, including um, Spotify, which coincidentally is where this podcast posts on Tuesday every week. Well, it posts on all global services, doesn't it? We're worldwide, Mike. Yeah, don't forget to leave us a rating. Yeah. And let us know how we're doing. Leave us a rating. Subscribe. Review Share it. Share with your friends. Yeah. Review it five stars and then put in, even even if it's a one-star review, just review it five stars, put the comments in because I only read those ones. <laughs> so if you want us to get better, you have to review us five stars. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> or is that you can email gmail.com Sayonara Yeah, to guess she's castle <laughs> What a shot